Hey, book lovers. It's great having you join me again, or allow me to welcome you if this is your first time with us. We're about to start another fun podcast brought to you by Stone County Library inside Alice's office at the Crane Branch. I'm Alice, the Crane Branch Manager. With me is Winky, my mostly silent but intuitive co-host and the library mascot. Do your thing, Wink. Today we're discussing November holidays, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and a few other strange celebrations. Buckle in, hang on, and we'll get down to the nitty-gritty in a moment. So it's November 17th and Veterans Day has passed. I hope you took time to think a veteran or at least think about them. They literally put their lives on the line to keep our country safe. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Every year on November 11th, we take off our hats and recognize veterans, living and dead, with parades, ceremonies, memorials, and monuments, by wearing poppies or waving flags, and visiting cemeteries, among other things. But do you know why it's November 11th? World War I came to an official end when the Treaty of Versailles was signed on June 28, 1919. But on the 11th hour of the 11th day of November 1918, an armistice, or cessation of hostilities, was signed between Germany and the Allied forces. Woodrow Wilson declared November 11th Armistice Day. To quote him, To us in America, the reflections of Armistice Day will be filled with solemn pride in the heroism of those who died in the country's service, and with gratitude for the victory, both because of the thing from which it has freed us, and because of the opportunity it has given America to show her sympathy with peace and justice in the councils of the nations. On May 13, 1938, Congress voted to make it a legal holiday. It was set aside specifically to honor veterans of World War I. However, after World War II and the Korean War, Congress asked veteran groups and associations to strike armistice and rename it Veterans Day. In June of 1954, President Eisenhower signed a public act officially renaming the holiday. Four years later, the Uniform Holiday Act was signed to ensure that federal employees got three-day weekends, which confused everyone because now Veterans Day was celebrated on Monday. Many states disagreed with the act and continued to celebrate on November 11th. In 1975, President Ford signed a new act declaring Veterans Day on November 11th, no matter what day of the week the date fell on. I'm sure you know if it falls on a weekend, employees whose jobs allow them to take it off get to take Monday. A common misconception is people mixing up Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Did you know Memorial Day was intended for people to remember any soldier who gave their life in battle or expired as a result of wounds gotten in battle? Veterans Day is more for thanking the living veterans. Canada and Australia celebrate Veterans Day with us, although they call it Remembrance Day. England uses the same name, however, they celebrate on the Sunday closest to November 11th. Let's break things up with a joke. What sits at the bottom of the sea and twitches? A nervous wreck. <laughs> Alrighty, that brings us back around to Thanksgiving, and I'm serving up your Thanksgiving joke first. I know, that was a great pun. What's a turkey's favorite dessert? Peach gobbler. <laughs> The first observed Thanksgiving was held in 1621 with pilgrims and Wampanoag Indians sharing their harvest bounty. Since then, it's been an annual tradition. However, other harvest festivals giving thanks to God's bounty have been noted prior to pilgrims. It's been a religious holiday complete with fasting beforehand, then lightened to become more casual. 
But did you know it wasn't until 1863 that President Lincoln declared it a national holiday? It was celebrated on the last Thursday of November from then until 1939, when FDR attempted to move it up a week early in an effort to help shopping during the Great Depression. No one cared for this idea, so in 1941, he signed an act returning it to the fourth Thursday of the month. Per the National Turkey Federation, about 90% of Americans celebrate Thanksgiving by eating turkey. As of last year, we ate 46 million turkeys for the holiday. Did you know you can celebrate Thanksgiving with a buffet at the Plymouth Plantation? It's a living history museum south of Boston that tells the story of Plymouth from both the settlers' and the natives' perspectives. You can purchase tickets starting in June to have your holiday on site. They are sold out this year, but remember to mark your calendars. The museum features a 17th century English village, a Wampanoag home site, a craft center, and a visitor center. Bonus, you can also visit the Plymouth Grist Mill and see a full-scale replica of the Mayflower. You can check out their website at plimoth.org. They offer virtual cooking programs on the website, too. Even if you can't make it to Plymouth, maybe you can find something really traditional for your feast. Here's a fun fact. Macy's Thanksgiving Parade debuted in 1924, but it didn't feature the giant balloons that fill up the New York City sky. Instead, puppets adorned the floats along with celebrities. They couldn't leave Santa out either. It wasn't until 1929 when the editor of Good Housekeeping, who loved puppetry, put together displays featuring the floating figures. How early do you get up on Thanksgiving Day? Early enough to run a 5K for fun? The first turkey trot was held in Buffalo, New York, and had six runners. Two of them failed to make it to the finish line. One quit after two miles, and the other had too much for breakfast. In 2018, more than 1,000 turkey trots took place around the country. You can file this fact under TMI. The day after Thanksgiving is the busiest for plumbers. Maybe save yourself a call by skipping that second serving of pumpkin pie. An unclogged toilet is something to be thankful for. One more Thanksgiving joke for you. A woman was looking over frozen turkeys in the supermarket, but couldn't find one big enough to feed her family. She turned to a stock boy and asked, Do these turkeys get any bigger? He looked at her with wide eyes. No, ma'am, they're dead. <laughs> and what's Thanksgiving without following it up with Black Friday? This year, we might find out. Due to COVID-19, all our favorite retailers have been forced to rethink Black Friday as we know it. It's been a couple of years since I dragged myself out of bed at dark 30 to fight with people over bargain prices. I can't say that I miss doing anything like that. I'm still not getting up at the crack of dawn to find online sales. As we progressed into and perfected the digital era, more and more people have been using the internet to purchase their Christmas goodies. This year, sales are going on for longer and span different days for different goods for many retailers. A few stores are already boasting pre-Black Friday sales. For the last couple of years, I've done all my Christmas shopping online. It's a little nerve-wracking because what if the gifts don't arrive in time? Or what if the retailer sends the wrong item? I've actually been on both ends of that, and it always leaves me scrambling to find another gift just as good for my giftee. But it still means standing in crazy lines at the stores and potentially being exposed to germs. Winky hates it when I go shopping anyway because few stores allow dogs inside, even if they are little princesses. She's perfectly content to sit on my lap while I browse websites to find gifts. It's worked pretty well so far, so I think I'm going to stick with it. And today we're celebrating Take a Hike Day. Interpret it as you please. You can take a hike along a trail, tell someone to take a hike, or if you're brave enough, you can tell your boss to take a hike. Unless you've got last night's winning Mega Million ticket in your pocket, that might not be your best move. Get outside and get some fresh air instead.
It's also World Peace Day, Homemade Bread Day, and Electronic Greeting Card Day. Is that something people still do? I haven't thought about e-cards since mm, the 90s. No matter what holiday you choose to celebrate, be sure to have fun with it. That's what holidays are for. Well, that and sleeping in, that's my favorite. Okay, let's run down some new books, shall we? Because the days are shorter and the dark is so, ugh, dark, let's turn to some fantasy first. The Bright and Breaking Sea by Chloe Neal. Kit Brightling, rescued as a foundling and raised in a home for talented girls, has worked hard to rise through the ranks of the Isles Crown Command and become one of the few female captains in Queen Charlotte's fleet. The waters become perilous when the Queen sends Kit on a special mission with a partner she never asked for. Ryan Grant, Viscount Queenscliff, may be a veteran of the Continental War, but Kit doesn't know him or his motives, and she's dealt with one too many members of the Beaumont. But Kit has her orders, and the Queen is commanded they rescue a spy. Kit can lead her ship and her crew on her own, but with the fate of Queen and Country at stake, Kit and Ryan must learn to trust each other, or else the Isles will fall. Fox Crossing by Melinda Metz In the mountain village of Fox Crossing, Maine, everyone knows the story of the fox. According to local legend, one of the town's founders crossed paths with a curious-looking fox with a distinctive white ear and paw. Some people say that whoever sees the fox will be rewarded with good fortune, love, and happiness. Annie Heatherly doesn't believe the legend, even though it was her great-great-great-grandmother who spotted the critter centuries ago. Out of nowhere, this little white-eared vixen leads her to Nick Farone, a woefully unprepared hiker who needs her help. Annie can't deny that something magical is happening because she's starting to fall for a certain foxy hiker named Nick. On the last podcast, we talked a little bit about Ready Player One. Well, Ready Player Two by Ernest Klein is about to come out. So if you've been waiting for this upcoming release, look for it on November 24th. Days after winning Oasis founder James Halliday's contest, Wade Watts makes a discovery that changes everything. Hidden within Halliday's vaults, waiting for his heir to find, lies a technological advancement that will once again change the world and make the Oasis a thousand times more wondrous and addictive than even Wade dreamed possible. With it comes a new riddle and a new quest, a last Easter egg from Halliday hinting at a mysterious prize, and an unexpected, impossibly powerful, and dangerous new rival awaits, one who will kill millions to get what he wants. Wade's life and the future of the Oasis are again at stake, but this time, the fate of humanity also hangs in the balance. We've also got some new nonfiction. Beat the Odds Survival Manual, real-life strategies for surviving everything from a global pandemic to the robot rebellion by Tim McWelch. Might come in handy considering the state of the world at any given time. In this action-oriented book, a survival expert walks you through what to do in dozens of scary situations, from riding out a tsunami to surviving the fall of civilization. Each danger is rated with handy graphics that give it an at-a-glance idea as to how likely it is to befall you and how possible it is to increase your odds of survival. He gives practical step-by-step instructions, tutorials, and hints to help you beat the odds and live to tell the tale. Reed Drummond also has a new book out. It's called Frontier Follies, Adventures in Marriage and Motherhood in the Middle of Nowhere. Reed unveils real goings-on in the Drummond house and around the range. In stories brimming with the lively wit and humor found in her previous works, Ree pulls back the curtain and shares her experiences with childbirth, wildlife, isolation, teenagers, in-laws, and a 25-year marriage to a cowboy slash rancher. 
As you no doubt know, we have tons of other books to get you through these long, almost winter nights. Movies too, so be sure to check us out online or in person. We have the sad announcement to make that we're going to cancel our children's programs from now until the end of the year due to the rising COVID cases. So we look forward to seeing you in the new year, we hope. We still have some adult programs going on, so be sure you check us out on Facebook for the details. As a reminder, we'll be closing at 1 p.m. on November 25th and closed on the 26th and 27th for Thanksgiving and Black Friday. But we can't wait to see your shiny faces again the following Monday. Lastly, before we part ways, let me talk about one of the special resources brought to you by the library. In the Stone County Library System, we do our best to keep our patrons informed and enjoying the free services we provide. One of many resources is Ancestry for Libraries. AncestryLibraries.com is only accessible through the Stone County Library webpage inside one of our libraries. Don't let that deter you from researching your family tree. This free program gives you the same access as the paid version with billions of records uploaded to help you discover your family history. One of the helpful features is that you can email any records you find to yourself and download them at home. Ancestry is an easy-to-use program that helped me discover an interest in genealogy and discover things about my family I didn't previously know. I've combed through death records, military records, external links such as findagrave.com, and various trees uploaded by others who share common ancestors. If you've ever wondered where you come from, Ancestry for Libraries is an excellent source to start yourself on a path to the past. Come in and ask one of our friendly librarians how to get started. Don't forget to visit the Stone County Library Facebook page where you can stay up to date on news and activities and interact with other library patrons. And I'm pleased to tell you that the podcast now has a Twitter page. Come find us at twitter.com slash podcast for podcast updates, pictures of Winky, and the occasional book-related meme. Once again, thank you for joining me and Winky. Next time we're going to do things a little differently. I'm planning a field trip I can't wait to tell you about. Think old-timey stuff. Tons of Christmas lights, Branson, Missouri, petting zoos, and hot chocolate. I bet you think it's Silver Dollar City. Wrong! Tune in on December 1st to find out where Winky and I are going. See you then. Alice and Winky signing off. Disclaimer. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to Alice and not necessarily to her employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual.